Good morning, Houston for Daily.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. I'm in Palm Beach, Florida with Dave Meberg, the CEO of Consolidated Carpet. Dave, how you doing? Hi, Kemp. I'm doing great. Thanks. So down here for the Greater New York Floor Coverers meeting, a group of flooring contractors that use union labor. We'll talk a little bit about that later. First, let's just catch up. Consolidated Carpet is a 78-year-old family-run business. You're the third-generation leader CEO, and you've got locations in New York City and Chicago, right? Correct. First, how's business? Business is coming back. I mean, we're optimistic for next year. Commercial marketplace in New York took quite a hit, as you're well aware, last year during the pandemic when we were shut down for about three months. So the recovery has been slower than we anticipated, but all our indicators are are pointing up for a good year next year in 22. This was a big impact, especially for somebody in, in, in major cities. Volume down potentially as much as 30%, right? Oh, yeah. Look, we were out of business for almost three months with the exception of the high-priority work that we could do in, in healthcare facilities and standing up some of the COVID testing facilities and such like that. But other than that, we were we were out of business in, in New York. Thankfully, the Chicago marketplace remained open during the whole time, so we didn't uh, take as much of a hit there. But it, it, it was a tough market in New York and continues to be. We only have about 30% of our workforce back occupying the commercial space in, in New York. So the, the return to work initiatives that we saw have, have even slowed down this year and are being pushed off to next year. I came to New York for a, a floor covering meeting and saw where the city basically requiring proof of vaccination for almost anything you wanted to do. As far as the number of infections, they've actually are, are kind of on top of handling this and have done a good job of managing it, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, they've been a- aggressive. Obviously, everybody has a different view on this depending on, I guess, your political inclinations. The city has been aggressive. We, we still do have uh, proof of vaccinations required to as- enter restaurants and stadiums and arenas and that type of thing. So the numbers seem to be in check, but there's still a lot of concern about, you know, using mass transit. As mass transit goes, so goes the city. And that's been our biggest hurdle, having our employees, and I think most of the employers see it as an issue, asking their their people to ride in on mass transit. That's the big concern, having people coming in on the trains, riding the subways. You can't underestimate the effect that that has on our city, and it's really playing out that way. Even though we're at 30% occupancy back in the workspace, if you were to walk on the sidewalks or try to drive on the roads right now, you'd think we were at 100% because nobody really wants to ride the subways. Nobody wants to take in the trains into the city. So the highways and the, and the roadways of the city are packed, which is slowing things down from a, a logistical standpoint from, from our, for our deliveries and such. But that's having an impact on how the city's coming back. You are still doing some high visibility projects. You were mentioning you're involved with the LaGuardia Airport. So, you've, I mean, you've got some good business in select areas, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the government funded work that was in place has kept moving along. And, you know, New York City was in the midst of a real construction boom prior to the pandemic. You know, as you were mentioning yesterday in your presentation to us, our commercial marketplace is sort of a lagging market. So so we're still riding that wave of the development work that was in place pre-pandemic. And we're just going to keep riding that wave as long as we can and ho- hopefully, you know, won't come off the crest of it. Tell us what's happened just from a surface perspective, carpet versus hard surface. Are you seeing continued shift to hard surface and less carpet? Yeah, we're, we're definitely seeing that. We're seeing a very 
diversified workspace now. Uh, you know, typical commercial projects 10 years ago might have had two or three different floor finishes. Now we see six, seven, eight, nine different finishes on any particular job. And yeah, it's skewing away from carpet. Uh, the carpet market is suffering. and the commercial space, we are seeing a lot more resilient, a lot more work with concrete. And whether they be toppings or just simple polished surfaces, there's a lot more diversity in the workspace. We covered a story about you being reelected to the Starnet board. So you just came back on the board. I know Starnet canceled their meeting this year. How's that organization doing? Starnet's in a great spot right now. Obviously, the big announcement within the past couple weeks has been that Mohawk has, has rejoined as a partner vendor of ours. That's, I think, a good thing for the co-op sort of widening the birth of product offerings that we have. And it's great to have one of the big three as part of our group again. We had a great relationship with Mohawk prior to their departure a number of years ago. So we're optimistic that, you know, they are coming on board will will help the co-op and actually help some of our other preferred vendors as well. You know, a rising tide floats all boats. And we're optimistic that having them part of the channel again is going to be a benefit to everybody affiliated with Starnet. So you're president of this greater New York Floor Covers Association. They're down here meeting. What are some of the issues that they're addressing? So the biggest issue, as, you, as you've heard this morning, is the new OSHA mandates that dropped on Friday, you know, which will require a lot of our members here to adapt policies for a, you know, a vaccinated workspace. You know, we also got a, a thorough review of the federal contractor guidelines, which now I think a lot of our members uh, realize affects them when Maybe before they didn't know it did, you know, if there's any type of Davis-Bacon requirement within a contract, you know, you're a federal contractor and you have to live by another set of rules, basically, that 100 percent of your workforce be vaccinated. That's obviously very concerning to our our membership, as, as our council said before. It's just another thing as contractors we get to do that we can't make any money on. It just costs us money to change our employment policies and, and be in compliance with these federal guidelines. So I think that's the, the number one thing that's that's come up here today. And it, it's going to make us relook at the way we're populating our workspace over the next 30 to 60 days. Well, since you're so big, you, you would have had to do it because you've got more than 100 employees. But I was interested to learn that if you're doing federal work, if even, even if you have five employees, it's a mandate, right? Oh, yeah. And it's a mandate even for your remote workforce, which is what I learned today that I did not know before, that even if I have workers w- that are working out of their home office, that they still need to be vaccinated under the federal guidelines, which was just an absolute shock to me. And I, ho- I hope he read it wrong, but I, I, he seemed to be pretty well versed in the, uh, in the federal uh, guidelines. So that, that changes the game for us. I know we still have about a, a month or so before it becomes effective, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out in the courts beforehand and such. If indeed this thing goes through on December 8th, it's going to really change the dynamics of a lot of people's business in here. Let's go personal for a quick second. I mentioned you're a third-generation leader. You actually have a fourth-generation, some family members coming into the business, right? Well, we hope. <laughs> My fourth generation is in uh, is in college right now, and uh, he's, he's told me he's interested in coming into the business, but he still has two years to go, and we'll see what happens. We are definitely in the midst of looking at our succession plans. That's something that we got to jumpstart during the pandemic as we were just, we didn't have work going on on the outside. So we looked at some other initiatives we could tackle and succession is one of them. And it's certainly something we discuss every year during our strategic planning. 
know you just had a wedding. Your daughter just got married this year, right? right? Yeah, well, she's a lot smarter than me. She's not in the floor covering business, and neither is her husband. So that ship has sailed. But they still have two younger sons, and we'll see what happens. All right, Dave, it's great to talk to you again. been talking to David Meberg, the CEO of Consolidated Carpet, and you've been listening to Kemp Har and FloridaLA.net.